With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, this is Ron Krejcik with Warriors Off Court, pinch hitting for Connor Letourneau. Today I'll be talking to Bruce Jenkins and Scott Osler, Chronicle columnists, about the crazy free agent offseason in the NBA, how it's reshaped the Western Conference, and where the Warriors fit in. Coming up right after the break. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is Ron Krejcik. We're here with columnist Bruce Jenkins and Scott Osler. Bruce and Scott, thanks for joining us. You bet. Oh, yeah. Um, and today we're just going to kind of wrap up a, a crazy offseason, a crazy stretch in the NBA that, that's really kind of reshaped the, the Western Conference and where the Warriors sit in it. After reigning atop for, for five years now, it's suddenly a whole new landscape. Um, and to start, Bruce and Scott, sort of what do you think about the, the much younger retooled Warriors roster and how does it sort of compare with you know, the Lakers, the Clippers? A lot of teams in the West got significantly better uh, in the past few weeks. Uh, yeah, uh, Bruce here. Well, it, it's really jarring to realize that you look at the 14-man roster and there's eight new guys. I mean, there's, there's almost no way to, to judge what the Warriors are, how they're going to play. Uh, and we're so used to, like you say, we're so used to just you know sitting on the throne and peeling grapes and drinking champagne and celebrating this and that. And all of a sudden, some uh, outlets are rating them seventh or sixth or seventh in the conference. Uh, I think uh, the, the Clippers have probably made the boldest statements with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, the way they rigged that. And, and their defense just looks so good with those two guys, Patrick Beverly, uh, Harkless, and uh, Jermichael Green can play defense. They, they, they can, they can get, get out there and stop you. And the Warriors aren't going to be able to do that unless some of these guys really enhance their defensive reputations like Willie Cauley-Stein or the, you know, the kid uh, Poole coming in the, the first-round draft pick. We really don't know if they're going to play good defense as a team, which is something that we're used to, minus Clay, minus Durant, who played pretty good defense, um, and Iguodala. Right. And then Livingston is gone, too. It's just such a whole new world. I, I kind of agree with the forecasts saying that they're certainly not at the top and really more toward the bottom of the eight that I, that I think they will make the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. the West is re- remarkably stacked. Scott, uh, what's your thought on on the Clippers and Lakers in particular? I mean, as Jenks said, the, the Clippers have added these – Superstars, and they also have kind of given, in my mind, given Doc Rivers a team he deserves. I mean, here's a a very good established coach, and from what it sounds like, that was part of the appeal to Paul George and Kawhi Leonard was to play for Doc. Um, How do you sort of see them and the Lakers uh, fitting in in the West? Yeah, that's kind of the new role for coaches in the league, I think, with all the movement, is to be a recruiter, to be a magnet. And Doc is, uh, you know, Steve Kerr is that kind of guy too, but uh, Doc is 
I don't know. Doesn't everybody love him? I talked to somebody the other day that was not a fan of Doc Rivers, and I said, what, "What's wrong with you? You've not been around the guy?" Well, that Warriors Clippers <laughs> series, the press conferences were like dueling. Uh, you know, I mean, they were so dueling good. Gold, yeah. Well, I mean, they were so good in terms of answering questions with insight and originality and putting some effort into yeah. their answers. Right? There was none of that stock, and none of that like they're too busy for this. Right? I mean, yeah. they 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 put thought into it. You got to think that's how they approach. To me, it yeah. reveals how they probably approach coaching and how they interact with people and their players. It tells you a lot about somebody. I mean, yeah. and Doc Rivers is always like that. I mean, I thought the best of him was when they were going through the Donald Sterling crisis right. yeah. and, and the whole franchise was falling apart. And he really stepped up to you know speak honestly and uh, you know really put some thought into it. Because you know, if if you just do that, answer your responsibility to talk to the press and do it and, and do it in a thoughtful manner. You know, you're just you're off the hook in a lot of ways, and you get an awful lot of respect. Yeah, he's so genuine. Doc was, especially yeah. during that Sterling thing. Yeah. He was, actually broke down. He was in, yeah, almost exactly. in tears at yeah. one press press for that thing we had. So mm-hmm. it was cool. Well, I mean, but, it really, it really yeah. kind of speaks to people skills, which to me yeah. is Kerr's greatest strength and one of the reasons, yeah. the, an undervalued reason for the Warriors' success. To me, is, is Kerr. The but great uh, thing I was going to just quickly. Yeah. The, the great thing about Kerr is that he pays attention to something, things that are happening like that day, and he says, "Well, let me just start out by saying." Let's wish somebody well. Or right. I'm sure I'm sure sorry to hear yeah. this person died. Or yeah. when I uh, die, I want to I want to be on a day game <laughs> yeah. so Kirk can lead off. So somebody will mention it because he'll do a great tribute to me, even if he doesn't like me. He'll, he'll do it. Enough. It would probably be a better for this podcast if we would bring in somebody else who doesn't like Kirk. You know? <laughs> Let me tell you the other side about. We're Steve still looking Kirk. for that person, yeah. aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you were asking me, Ron, about the uh, uh, what the you know how things shape up this year for like the Clippers and Lakers and. And even for those teams that have loaded up, I think there's still a mystery element in how those guys are going to fit together. Obviously, they're going to be great, and they're going to be great players, and they're going to do well. But how well they're going to do, nobody knows. It's like when Kevin Durant came to the Warriors. There was a, a mystery, and there was an adjustment period that went on for about three years, actually. So we don't know. But And that's one of the cool things, I think, about the Warriors is the, the mystery element this year. And I think a lot of people who even were, were going to miss Kevin Durant – uh, as a player, mm. watching, being able to see it, watching him perform, is the the people looking forward to, wow, this is a whole new deal, man. How's all this stuff going to shake out? I think one of the interesting things about the L.A. aspect is is that, that load management, you know, the new term. Oh, for, don't even go there. Come on. I know. That, <laughs> Rest. I remember an old college buddy said, that's, I, I go to the bathroom in stages. That's load management, okay? <laughs> right. uh, but um, that, this is the, 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 the buzzword now. But it's a big deal. I mean, Kawhi Leonard played – Sat out 22 games en route to the title, yeah. setting a weird kind of precedent. And is that the way he wants it to go in Clipperland now? I mean, you can't afford to sit out that many games. Uh, you know, Paul George is coming off surgeries on both shoulders. He might want to take some time off. LeBron's 100 years old. Anthony Davis is always getting hurt. And, uh, you know, they're, both of those teams are going to be dealing with resting key players a lot, I think. Yeah. Well, and that could derail him. Well, that kind of raises an interesting issue because I think you and I have talked about this, Jenks. The season is just too long. Oh, I mean, I would argue for a 60-game season totally. anyway. So, yeah, so Kawhi right. probably he got that by yeah. sitting out <laughs> yeah. 22. But, yeah. I mean, given that that's not going to happen because mm-hmm. we know there's only one reason to keep it at 82 games, but that one reason is money. Yeah. So that reason is strong enough mm-hmm. that it will never change. Mm-hmm. And we all know that, but it seems like that's the way the players and the teams are dealing with that is, okay, well, we're just going to – rest and be sharp for the playoffs when it really matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you I think see- it's wrong to blame one party or the other. It's not just the owners or just the players. Both sides are too 
caught up in their own uh, financial interests and Correct. agreed, if you want to say it, to, to cut back on this, to yeah. give reasonable thought to cutting back. Well, I, I did a story a couple of years ago, just a little mini column on page two about this, and I talked to Draymond. I said, okay, you're in charge. You know, what, what do you do? And he, he acknowledges no other argument other than money. But right. again, that argument is so strong. Yeah. So his, his point then, this was before they readjusted the schedule a bit, his point was cut the preseason down which is what they did, yeah. mm-hmm. right? And they stretched the regular season, I think, an extra week so there weren't as many back-to-backs. So th- they've made these sort of changes on the edges, right, about all they can do. Um, and now it seems like teams like the Warriors who go to the finals every year, the season's 10 months long, <laughs> right, or eight yeah. and a half, yeah. nine almost. I'm not sure we're going to see this element as much with the Warriors. People are saying, well, Draymond and Steph will take a cue from Kawhi. And first of all, I can't imagine them wanting to sit out no. more than occasionally. Right. Um, they just that's just not the way they're built. You know, they're basketball players and they're gonna play. And plus they've they might find themselves scrambling in the standings a little bit. So I don't think it'll be an issue here, but, well, but I think the that, league definitely. But I think that's gonna be kind of fascinating is one of the fascinating things about the Warriors will be how Kerr manages Steph mm-hmm. and Draymond because while Clay Thompson is out, that's your <laughs> your core is down to two. Mm-hmm. I mean there's obviously Looney and D'Angelo Russell and other talented players, but let's face it, the core is now two for until Thompson recovers. Yeah. So does that mean he plays them more minutes? He's always been very careful about 32, 33 minutes, not 37, 38. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Will Kerr's, he change I, that? I think no, I don't think so. I think Kerr is one guy, always in the past, goes, I'm thinking back to Pat Riley in those days in, with the old Lakers, and he would go in every season saying, you know, we can't bust our guys down. We have to. He, he was on board with load management before it had a term, and he would always say, we're going to do it. We're going to cut back on the minutes. We're not going to play this guy 40 minutes a game. And they go into the season, they get. He wouldn't do it. He just couldn't stick to it. You know, it was, every win meant too much. Well, and, and so and they abandoned that. But Kerr stays with it. Well, but that's my point. Kerr stayed with it when they're twenty-five and eight. Mm-hmm. Will he stay with it when they're ten and twelve? I don't right? think because gonna... they they might not. I mean, they're not going to they're not going to win as much this year. No, that's just no. a fact. I, I don't see him playing playing uh, Draymond or Steph thirty-seven or thirty-eight minutes. I just think that's going to be a rule. You know that's right. just uh, that's just too much, and we'll see how it, we'll we'll deal with it as it happens, and we'll see an awful lot of D'Angelo Russell and the rookies, and uh, be some hard yeah. <laughs> some hard lessons learned. But well, just one quick thing, yeah. one reason I think that Kerr and the the medical staff, whatever you want to call it, will stick to load management is because the way the season ended, and mm-hmm. uh, they can't they don't want to be under criticism. Already you broke down two of your key guys in the finals. You're going to keep doing that. You're going to keep overplaying it, so they'll, they'll be aware Well, of I mean, I think to me that, ra- I, I know what you're saying, but in many ways that raises the whole question, goes back to, is the season too long? Because like, as Jenks said, I mean, is, if there's 82 games there and then four playoff series, it's going to be hard for a lot of players to take time off. I mean, if you put the games in front of them, they're going to play. It's mm-hmm. what they do. Yeah. It's what they're paid to do. So it's going to be interesting if, if the injuries like that keep happening, and, and you got to think they were kind of freak injuries, but... Does Adam Silver acknowledge? Okay, we need to do something to make to, to lighten the load. That, but, so, in other words, what you're saying is the Warriors did everybody a favor by furthering the discussion about shortening the season by having their guys injured. Well, but it wasn't just the Warriors. I mean, there's been injuries. You know, I mean, the, the, if you see another team go three, if Toronto goes to the playoffs, which they're not going to, I guess not. They lost Kawhi. <laughs> but I mean, if another franchise goes to the finals three or four years in a row, my guess is they're going to have injuries too. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a cumulative yeah. effect. Right. I think on a team that goes that deep that long, they're playing. They played an extra full season over those mm-hmm. five years. Yeah, they played like a hundred playoff games. 
Unbelievable. So you compare that yeah. to teams that didn't make the playoffs or got eliminated in the first round. Yeah. It's a dramatic difference in the in the burden on these guys' bodies. And I think you're talking about the Warriors. That effect's going to carry over into this season because <laughs> Steph and Draymond were, and then everybody else has is still suffering from that uh, jet lag or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it, playing too much for five seasons. Right. I think it's going to have a big effect on the summertime stuff, playing in the World Cup or playing the Olympics. Yeah. You know, We saw Ben Simmons say he's not going to play for Australia as much as he wants to because he's from there and they have a really good group of guys there. He, he's promising to play the Olympics, but it just doesn't, you know, t- the idea of Curry going off to China, you know, to play in the, whatever this tournament is, <laughs> is horrifying. Yeah, you me. almost want to shout out, don't do yeah, it. Yeah, don't do don't. that. <laughs> well, but and they've already, I think they've already cut back. I mean, Curry a few years ago didn't play in the Olympics, yeah. right, in 16, because mm-hmm. um, he's got his China trip for Under Armour, right? He's got a sponsor obligation. Mm-hmm. He's got family obligations. And, and then I think they're very conscious of the extra yeah. burden on their body. Mm-hmm. So I think you're right. And one thing I wanted to follow up on, Jenks talked about defense. And it does seem like the Warriors are going to be significantly worse defensively when you look at who they lost, as, as Jenks pointed out, from Iguodala <laughs> to Thompson for the injury to Durant to Livingston, a lot of length. Mm-hmm. Certainly on the perimeter. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're starting Steph Curry and D'Angelo Russell, no disrespect, those are not <laughs> two great defensive players. And you're going against a conference where there's Damian Lillard, C.J. McCollum, you know, on and on. Harden and Westbrook, Conley yeah, and Donovan Mitchell. I exactly. Mean, yeah. uh, Mike Conley now in Utah. Yeah. Lots of good guards. How do you think the Warriors reshape defensively? Um, how does that work with Ron Adams? A- as you know, the defensive uh, guru is going to have kind of a revised role, probably won't travel as much, focus more on the younger players. How do the Warriors maintain a good enough defense to win, do you think? I'm not sure because, you know, I mean, defense, a lot of it is is desire, and it's every night desire. Like that's this is going to be a big part of what I do tonight is guard the heck out of somebody. And outside of uh, Draymond and maybe the kid Pascal has got a reputation – you know, and you know, Looney works hard at it too. But but you're looking mostly at guys um, who you, you have no idea. They've never done it. You know, uh, like Willie Cauley Stein's a great example. He's a he's a big strapping guy, the number six overall pick, and they wound up booing him in Sacramento because he looked like he was <laughs> taking plays off or taking rebounds off or taking rim protection off, and just, just concentrating on his scoring. And they they kind of ran him out of there. You know, and Alex Burks doesn't have that kind of reputation. Jordan Poole c- certainly doesn't. Um, Glenn Robinson, you know, Spellman weighs 500 pounds or whatever. I mean, there's, yeah. there's, a, lot of, there's a lot of issues there. And, and you know, Ron Adams is going to be crucial in, in sort of reinforcing the desire aspect. But if, if it's not in someone's basic nature to play tough defense and it's something he's always done, you don't, you don't get Patrick Beverly out of nothing. Yeah, and a guy like Willie Cauley-Stein, I, he seems to be uh, of the mindset from what I've read and everything of wanting to kind of remake his image, in that, at least in that respect. Yeah, show he's people, excited show about that. Play defense yeah. and he's we got to give the right place. We got to give everybody the chance. It's yeah. just you know, as we look at it now, who knows? Maybe they're all going to come out and try to be defensive demons and maybe pull it off a little bit. Well, I, I think he, it's going to be. I, I I can see Kirk coming up with a box and one defense, which is four guys playing a zone and Draymond going wherever the ball is, chasing the ball all <laughs> over the court. Free safety. <laughs> well, and, and you wonder if if coming to the Warriors and being in this, you know, this this level of expectation, this culture where Draymond, I mean, let's face it, if Willie Cauley Stein literally takes plays off on defense, Draymond's jumping his shirt. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. No, I yeah. mean more than even Adams or Kerr can yeah. have an impact, Draymond can have an impact. Oh, yeah. But in addition to the desire element, I mean my legitimate question would be, 
are they good enough defensively? Yeah. I mean, Willie Cauley Stein should be. You're right. At that length, with those arms, he should be challenging shots at the rim. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Steph should be preventing guys from going by him on defense. Mm-hmm. I think part of it is he's had so much burden offensively. Yeah. Um, and he's, you know, he's 31 now, almost to be 32. Yeah. So again, it goes back to how much are we, are the Warriors gonna push him, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. his limits physically. And you yeah. realize too that. A huge reason they did all this winning was defense. Absolutely. And when the playoffs came around, they weren't whatever two or th- They were the best team defensively in the league. This is who you're going up against. Plus all this shooting. It was a huge thing. Yeah, it, they, they relaxed sometimes during the regular season, yeah. but you're right. They cranked it up on defense. Yeah, there's no question they're going to take a step back defensively, I don't think, and, yeah. which is one of the reasons they got D'Angelo Hall because they know we're going to give up more points. We're going to have to score more. So you got to like get D'Angelo some guys Hall. who can shoot. That's all <laughs> D- D'Angelo <laughs> Russell. They, yeah, last year they <laughs> draft Jacob Evans, who apparently can't shoot at all, and uh, that was a mistake yeah. for a shooting team. Yeah. Well, well, that, I mean, I think that's that, and that's the thing that's unknown about the Warriors this year is is where are guys going to develop? I right. mean, Looney obviously, Looney, as Kerr's pointed out accurately, was kind of a washout his first couple years with yeah. the hip injuries, and then he's become a really good player. Yeah. So they need a Jacob Evans to improve. And I coincidentally just did a story yesterday talking to Evans. And, you know, who knows at this point. But he was known as a good defensive player coming out of Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Um, I think his shot is obviously a problem, clearly. Did, did you work with him while you're talking <laughs> to him on his jump shot? Because well, I know you can shoot it. Yeah, but anybody who saw me play knows I don't play much defense either. As Ken Jenkins, by the way. These guys that wear resources, they don't lean on when they need help with their shooting. I was famous for playing no defense. But my point is they're going to have, you know – for them to be successful, we're going to have to be sitting here next July saying, wow, Evans became really useful defensively. Collie Stein, you know, uh, improved a lot on the pick and roll. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're going to have to have guys take jumps that we don't maybe see right now. Yeah. Or otherwise, they're, they're, they're in trouble. And Which is the gonna... fun of the season because yeah. there's never not been a season in the last five or six where you've gone into the season saying, wow, I can't wait to see how these nine guys <laughs> emerge. Or if they can play. Right. And they're not going to have the great role model that is Clay Thompson, uh, yeah. who, when you think about it, this guy runs around on offense like a madman, just running circles and this and that <laughs> nonstop. Then he goes back and stops the other guy. I mean, just to be in that kind of shape. Yeah. But to have, and he's always that way. He's that way every minute he's ever played. That's a tough standard, but that's, that is the standard that some of these guys should be looking at. And to do so quietly is a fantastic <laughs> thing. Like even Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. Apparently says stuff like, board man going to get paid. Yeah. Right. Clay didn't say anything. That was his soliloquy. Well, Clay also did get paid, though. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's smart enough to yeah. quietly go about it, but he did get paid. Um, any other parting thoughts on uh, on the way the league's been restructured? Maybe about the East. You know, we've talked a lot about the West. What do you think about the new look East with, the, I guess, the 76ers, the Celtics? Every tool with Kemba Walker. How do you how do you sort of rank the top teams in the East, Bruce? No, I, I think it's great. I, I I thought the the whole Philadelphia Jimmy Butler thing was crazy. I mean, this guy really wanted to win. He wanted to be around stars. He he got there. He was around stars, and he took the big shots for Philly in the playoffs. And they have an incredible future. And he wants out. You know, screw you, Jesus. I mean, <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, you know, they still have Tobias Harris. Um, they brought in. Uh, I'm trying to think some of the moves they made. Uh, Josh Richardson is there now. Right. Uh, Al Horford. Well, and, 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 and they, I don't think they're going to miss a beat. Right. And Embiid's going to ideally be in a little better shape. And Ben Simmons, if he's not going to play for Australia, maybe he'll work on 1,000 shots a day You know, from right. mid-range. It doesn't have to be yeah. three-point. Um, Boston, I think, 
Uh, I think the mood around the team is going to be better without Kyrie because he was so disruptive. He certainly wasn't the only reason, but you know, with Jalen, I think Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, it's really all up to them because if they take the take the reins and lead that team, great coaching. That's a good roster. Uh, I don't think Toronto will fall completely out of it. And Milwaukee is really the team to watch. Yeah. Is Giannis is coming off the MVP. Uh, they lost Brogdon, which was inexcusable. They should have had given him the money that he wanted. You know, he was a 50-40-90 guy. You don't see much of that. He didn't right. play the whole season, but, you know, Curry and, and Steve Nash, Millie Bird territory, good players. So, I, you know, those, just to have three teams that can win it uh, with uh, other teams coming up, I think the East is looking pretty good. Yeah, but it still seems like all the fun's going to be on the West. And all well, the yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Really. Yeah. So, so what's your top three teams in the West? If, if I think we can probably agree the Warriors are a little lower. Yeah. Coming, you yeah. know, at this yeah. point, at this point. So what? I'll what? Go Clippers, uh, Denver, and uh, I don't know. I'll just throw in for the heck of it, Portland. Yeah, I got Clippers, Denver, and Utah for me. Uh, I think the Lakers. Uh, we have to see how that roster works, but uh, I think they're going to be kind of hit and miss, and you can't afford to do that. Well, Denver's an interesting team when you think about how much they, uh, what steps they took last year, and right, and it kind of. I don't think it's surprising anybody that they tripped up. You know, I guess in the West semifinals against Portland. Yeah. But now that they've gone through that, you kind of wonder if they're going to take that next step. And Jokic, to me, is a mm. is really, really good yeah. and, and affects other players around him, right? Not just good scoring one-on-one, but good making other players better. Yeah, if, if Michael Porter actually plays, this right. is a guy who was a legend in college, maybe right. the best player in college, 6'10", says he's healthy. I mean, what, what, a, what an addition that, that would be for them. So, yeah, definitely. Well, Jake Scott, thank you very much for joining us on this uh, pinch hit episode of Warriors Off Court. Uh, and we'll be back next week um, as the offseason uh, moves along. Thanks very much for joining us. Thank you. Thanks very much to Bruce Jenkins and Scott Osler for joining me on this episode of Warriors Off Court. And thank you very much for joining us. Warriors Off Court is part of the San Francisco Chronicle Podcast Network. Audrey Cooper is the editor in chief. If you like this show we'd love it if you'd subscribe to it wherever you get your podcasts and if you've got a minute to give us a quick review that helps us build our audience so we can keep growing follow me on twitter at con underscore cron and email me at claterno at sfchronicle.com support warriors off court and a lot of great journalism with a subscription to the san francisco chronicle there are print and digital editions find out more at sfchronicle.com slash subscribe 